Hello and welcome into episode 611 of a That Being Said podcast with myself, George Arjur, and my brother, Sammy Arjur. You can hear him out there in the background. We're, we just recorded live during the NFL draft. The NFL draft is still going on, but we did picks one through six live on our Periscope and uh, on our brand new Twitch channel. So follow Sports on Tap on Twitch as well. Uh, as usual, please rate review and give our podcast five stars on your favorite podcast streaming app and this has been the that being said podcast i hope you enjoy listening and don't miss out our live streams of our podcast as i said on twitch and as well on periscope you can find us on all platforms twitter and instagram at pod that enjoy the podcast but first a quick word from one of our sponsors What up, what up? What's going on, Sam? How you doing today? We got somewhat of live sports for once, huh? Somewhat live sports, NFL draft. Um, we're going live, guys. Uh, we're going to stay live, I guess, for the first, I don't know, what is it? First 10, 5 to 10 picks, depending yep. on how long it takes. I guess nobody really knows how long it's going to be. And uh, I told George to turn up the TV, but that's a little loud for me. But. <laughs> Uh, that's just me. All right. So here we are, George. First live sporting event, kind of, right? With the NFL draft. And here's Roger Goodell tuning in. Yeah, Roger uh, in Bronxville, New York. Uh, is that in the Bronx or is Bronxville? I don't really know what Bronxville is, but that's kind of a dope-ass name for a city. <laughs> you know, you can hear him talking about being this is the first ever virtual NFL draft and probably the last ever, hopefully, virtual NFL draft. You know, I was looking on, um, there was some stuff on ESPN before the draft talking about how this is going to be in Las Vegas. They were expecting 750,000 people to tune into this to be there live throughout the three day weekend. It was going to be a huge event. We saw Nashville last year was absolutely on fire for the whole entire draft. and. This year in Vegas, um, you know, we wrote a lot of stuff on our website where they said people were going to be the there was going to be right in the Bellagio fountain and the players were going to take floats or boats to the podium. And it, it, it's a whole show and a whole ordeal. This is like such a big thing in so many people's lives, and you know, it's a lot different today, Sammy, than any other NFL draft we've ever witnessed before. So you kind of feel bad for these guys who've waited their whole life, but they're still going to be happy in the stat. It's just. A little bit different. I was just documenting, documenting a little bit of our uh, one-time draft experience like this. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be different. This is the, the, you know, and I already have a couple messages from friends, which, you know, it's this is the first and maybe last ever virtual draft we'll ever had. It might never be like this again, at least in our lifetimes, right? right. You know, we have other pandemics in the history of the world, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it happens once every 100 years sometimes, right? So we we might never see anything like this again. Uh, I'm really excited. And I think uh, for everyone that's tuning in right now, we're going to be updating on our Twitter at Stunt Highlights. That's S-O-N-T Highlights. Uh, we're going to update every pick. You can find everything at SauntSports.com, S-O-N-T Sports.com. Comments. If you guys have any comments about the draft picks, you want to comment anything while we're here live, 
we'll answer them. I have my screen up. If I if, I, if we don't see them, we'll see them eventually. Um, actually, George will probably have the screen. Yeah, up. I got the screen. Be doing a, a little bit of a the tweeting for us. Um, I mean, this is pretty crazy, and uh, I'm am I'm happy that they went through with it. I guess is the best way to put it because. There was speculation that, like, is would it be, you know, tone deaf for them to actually do the draft? And there's a, a whole bunch of different thoughts behind that. Um, but I'm glad they did it because I think this is important for America right now. And I feel bad talking through the national anthem, but uh, this is, I think this is important for America. And it's going to be a little bit of a happy moment for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I mean, first time for a little bit, we'll get an escape from what everything's going on. But it's, I wish it was like a full escape, right? I mean, we're going to be constantly reminded here the reason why we're watching this virtual draft is because of what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it, it is eerie, right? And I mean, I'm already ready for all the social distancing jokes. We already threw one out there on uh, Twitter about two and his family don't seem like they're socially distancing. But, you know, to be fair, he has a huge family. So they're probably all quarantined together, as you said. So you got to, you know, kind of cut the guys some slack. And this is Twitter. This is the internet. You know, they're going to be, a lot of people are going to, make fun of a lot of people for not social distancing or try to shame them for not social distancing. I don't think it's really the time for that. I don't know if it's going to happen as much as you think it is. We were already, we're already less, we haven't, the first pick hasn't happened yet. And people are already making fun of two up for it. But I think that's why, that's why I think it's not going to happen that often. I think we're going to have that one or two to start and then it's going to eventually, then again, it's Twitter. I mean, don't, don't take any of the tone off of Twitter. Like George, like George said that I mentioned earlier you can stand next to people that you're quarantined with. So yeah. obviously these people for, probably aren't throwing draft parties with their homies from a different town. Yeah, no, they're not. And for those people who think me and Sammy are being, uh, you know, we're doing this in different places. I, I got a little surprise for everyone watching right here. Sammy is actually, where, where is he? He's right there. We're just splitting our screen. So we are right next to each other. Although, right? yeah, you know, we live together. So that's sure. why we're here. But the split screen, interestingly enough, he, you know, George's team windows. I'm team Apple, so our cameras are a little different quality. Yeah, mine's a little um, nicer. Team I, windows, you know. It's great. George's is a little lighter, which it's less realistic color, as you can see. So I think mine's a little nicer as Apple. It's the reason Apple is uh, dominating the market, right? This is a debate that me and George have all the time. Uh, he does have an iPhone, also. I mean, this is even this is a bigger debate than uh, Burrow versus Tua. Disagree. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, let's get into the NFL draft. Now yeah. that we're here, uh, we're getting. We know Joe Burrow is going number one. It's basically been announced. We'll mention it when it does get announced. But we know Joe Burrow is going number one. He got a jersey sent to his house. His family got the jerseys from uh, Mike Brown, the owner. He's a Bengal. Um, any thoughts about that pick? I know a lot of people. It's hard to disagree with mm-hmm. the pick because that's he's a hometown kid. He's probably the best prospect there. Um, I personally think two is going to have a better NFL career, but you can't really take two at number one coming off that injury as a. It would just be a tough. It'd be tough to explain. So I'm not shocked about this pick, and I don't. I, I don't necessarily have anything against it. Yeah, I got nothing against it. Um, yesterday on my podcast, Sports Are Funny Pod, I kind of went about the whole entire first and second round NFL draft picks at quarterbacks. 
and how often they actually succeed and how often they actually fail, right, Sam? And we talked about this today. And the success rate is really about 30% of success, about 30 to 40, 30, another 30% be okay, and about a 40% bust rate. And I feel like Burrow and Tua, as long as they remain healthy, are both in the spot where I don't think neither, either one of them could actually be busts, right? Um, I think they're both... Burrow's more likely to stay healthy as long as not getting injuries because we've seen Tua constantly be hurt in college and constantly be hurt... Uh, with nagging injuries, but Bur- you have to go Burrow here. You, you're if you went Tua and Tua was and Burrow actually was like really good in the NFL and Tua got hurt. That's a fireable offense. If you skip if you skip Burrow if you go get Tua later in the draft and he gets hurt. Let's say you're the Dolphins and he falls to five or you trade up and get him and then he gets hurt. It's like well we couldn't really predict that. So Burrow's just like a safe pick. He's the right pick. Um, I, I think, think his ceiling is not as high as Tua, but his, his floor is, is also not as low as Tua, where he can get hurt. Yeah, I mean, you can't really trust all the reports out there, right? There's a lot of reports that say Tua's hip's perfect, and then there's other guys that were like, oh, he was actually awful in the, uh, what was it, in his little, uh, the workouts that they did. Right. Who knows which one's right? Who knows which one's true? I see Tua as a guy that I feel like should have a better NFL career. But then again, just as much as I'm, you know, I'm not a talent evaluator. You also have a lot of, tons of NFL scouts, GM, who are talent evaluators right. that get this wrong, like you said, on a yearly basis. So yeah, this, this is not, this is art and science. This is really hard to get right. Yeah. It's a hard one to get right. It's not um, – There's, uh, we're not going to know the right answer probably for a little bit of time either. Um, both – I think both Tua and Burrow, unfortunately, are probably going to go to some lower – not probably. They are going to go to some lower-end organizations. And that doesn't mean – Unless two, the Patriots trade up to go get Tua somehow, which is, I mean, a possibility. I would put it near a 5% chance or less. Yeah, that's about right. Tua is probably going in the top five to six or seven if he's as good as we think. Uh, So, I mean, we all make these speculations. Oh, the Patriots could trade to this person or this team could trade up to wherever. But realistically, most likely the Patriots are not going to end up with two ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, well, here that's, I guess, the big question of the draft, right? I mean, a lot of people are wondering, where will Tua end up? Because even though Burrow won the national championship, I, even though Burrow is probably right now the more surefire, more safe pick, and he's going to go number one, and we all know that. Really, everyone knows Tua, Alabama, won that national championship in the way he did coming off the bench for Jalen Hurts. I just feel like Tua is maybe, even though not the most, the number one pick, I bet you he's the most talked about and most famous out of the picks. Yeah, I mean, Tua? Yeah. He's it's close. Most, it's him and Burrow, but. he's. Yeah, there might be a certain segment of the nation that knows Burrow a little more because Burrow won the championship this year. But I guess for anybody that is genuinely a fan of like the game of football, probably Tua is the most famous, yeah. and the most marketable, marketable. Um, and the fact that like 
people know the story of him kind of being the guy that was, you know, played in the same high school as Marcus Mariota and the guy that came in, in the middle of a national championship game and led Alabama back to victory. And he's kind of had this story of the, with the injuries, with the national championship games and, you know, how it's kind of fallen for him. Unfortunately, it's one time, one quarterback getting hurt, another time him getting hurt um, in a big game. So I think it's really interesting. And, uh, I'm pretty excited to see uh, where he goes because if he's in the right spot, I think Tua could be really successful. Yeah, I agree. And the reason I'm laughing here on camera is, I mean, they just panned out to all the coaches in their war rooms or whatever. And Andy Reid has an epic Hawaiian shirt on. I, I saw mean, that. That was, I mean, Andy Reid's a fun man. They won the champion. I know they won the Super Bowl last year, but that was just so cool seeing him wearing the uh, the this Hawaiian shirt. I just thought that was funny. But yeah, I agree with you. So I guess here's my question for you, Sammy. If you were to guess right now, and it's and who knows, we're all uh, speculating here. Where does Tua end up tonight? Um. Oh, and uh, Roger Goodell's being booed live. Uh, they did this on purpose. I know. The Bud Light, like, blue cam thing. Um, I'm going to say Tua ends up somewhere in the top five. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to say the line. All right. So you think they move off at Matt Stafford, or do they do it as a way that they keep him and they build, they like let Tua go behind for a while? Stafford to the Patriots. Matt Stafford to the Patriots. Well, see, that would be an unbelievable. Wow, wow. That, I, I mean, that, that's a shocker. I, I guess if you're going to ask me where I think Tua ends up. I wouldn't say it's a shocker because there's no truth behind it. So. Well, I mean, if it I'd be <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the Patriots are looking for a quarterback, so it wouldn't be the most – I don't think you'd be the most crazy thing in the world. Okay, fair enough. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you at all there. Um, I think Tua ends up on the Oakland Raiders. You, you think they paid Marcus Mariota $7 million a year. And they, they have, have to back up to Tua. Back, and they have their car. Is, They'll find a way to get rid of car and a way to get Tua. That's I, I. That's just my speculation. Something about that team, something about John Gruden. Against his former close friend and high school teammate. Hey, man, I don't know. High, I don't know. The flying Hawaiians uh, Raiders. There's no, no, there's no, there's no team in the NFL that wants to have two starting quarterbacks and a rookie competing against a veteran in year one that you just signed as a free agent. This is where, if if they did something like that, it makes no sense. Just like if the Bears pick a quarterback, it really makes no sense to trade for Nick Foles, at this and then at the same time go ahead and have Mitch Trubisky and then also draft a quarterback. I mean. It just seems like things that would be really unrealistic for a uh, organization to do. But there are some organizations out there in the NFL that do unrealistic things. So I guess it wouldn't be, I guess, the most unreasonable thing ever. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So I mean, we kind of talked about those. There's a couple other quarterbacks left in this draft that people have a lot of interest in. Uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Um, Jacob Eason out of Washington. Jo- uh, Jordan Love out of Utah State. A lot of people like Jalen Hurts. He might not fall in the first or second round in general. But I guess where do you see these other quarterbacks going? How would you rank them? Who do you, who do you think ha- out of those guys that are not to win Burrow? Who is the best? Who's, in your opinion, the most likely to be successful here in the NFL? To be honest with you, outside of Tua and, and Joe Burrow, I'm not – I don't – I'm personally – 
not that intrigued by any of the other quarterback prospects. With Jordan Love, anybody that anybody outside of like real college NFL scouts that say that Jordan Love's this great prospect is a liar because none of us really watched Utah State that much. I know it's always my favorite. Really, yeah, well, for like you said, outside of experts, like I'm not, I'm not like. And it's sort of located. I really watched some time. Yeah, and even as there's a reason Patrick Mahomes dropped where he dropped because really, how much are we all watching Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, even right? Or Jordan Love at Utah State. Uh, the only guys that I think everybody kind of has a decent look on is is uh, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert, and a little bit of Jacob Eason out of Washington. <sighs> Jalen Hurts does not strike me as a you know, he's a one-read guy, lost his job to two. Uh, it doesn't strike me as an NFL quarterback that's going to be like an, you know, a long-term mm-hmm. solution. But we've been shocked before. The quarterback position changes yearly, right? We go from guys like – you have guys like Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray are short guys and aren't that – you know, the different body types. And you got guys like Lamar Jackson that's major- mainly a runner – so you, there's so many – the quarterback positions changed a lot recently that it's hard to label things based off of, like, the type of play. But if any one of those I would have to guess will be the best, it's probably going to have to be Justin Herbert. And the reason is he seemingly was the guy that, for some reason, for the last two years has been talked about so much, right? There's something that the scouts see that maybe I don't when I watch him because he, he does not seem like a top – quarterback when i watch him live at oregon but there's obviously something the scouts are seeing that they know that we don't that, like he has these specific mechanics or something about his game so i'm gonna go with long answer short i'm gonna go with herbert um but i don't really love any of them outside of burrow and Tua. yeah and i'm just gonna have to echo almost exactly what you said there um Look, I, I know I went to University of Washington. I'm, you know, we're from Seattle, uh, big uh, Seahawk fans, and but I just don't see it in Jacob Eason. You know, for some reason, he was the number one. Not for some reason. I know why he was the number one. But he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school from Lake Stevens. He goes to to Georgia and loses his job to Jacob Fromm. Who Jacob Fromm? I, I mean, Jacob Fromm has been described and being talked about as a you know even top what three round pick. And then you got um, then he comes here to Washington with all this hype. We were supposed to have our best year ever. We have a very favorable schedule, and we have our worst season under Chris Peterson uh, since his first year. And Chris Peterson quit coaching football because he had to coach Jacob Eason. Okay, it's not that bad, but in general, like it's just I, I didn't see it in him. Right, he just missed that little extra special stuff. I know the arm talent's there. I know how good. It, he is, you know, as far as being able to, you know, spin the ball, as they say. But I just don't see it really translating to much in the NFL. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, it's a tough situation because I've always been the type of guy that's like, man, if your team needs a quarterback, just take a shot at one of these quarterbacks, right? Yep. But at the same time, it's also tough when there's not that many quarterbacks, but there's a lot of, like, strong – you know, Joe Burrow's only surefire right now. If you look at the other one, Justin Herbert's been an up and down player, like you're talking about. Two's coming off the injury, coming off of. But there is something about two and how Nick Saban has just absolutely. Nick Saban wants him. I mean, he's came out almost like the way the Dabble Sweeney did about Sean Watson. Like, right. don't regret this. Take Tua. 
And Nick Saban doesn't usually talk that much. You know, what I mean, he doesn't say these that things like that that often. So, I guess I I'm gonna roll with Nick Saban and believe that uh, that two is gonna be something special. Yeah, I, I have a complaint. Yeah, I, I was gonna give you the same complaint you're gonna it. give me. All right, so we know the Bengals are taking Joe Burrow, right? Correct. Why is it like absolutely positively been confirmed? Yeah. So why is it taking seven minutes so far to make put their pick in? Uh, I I wish I could tell you, man. I wish I could tell you, and I, I just don't think I, I'm really. You know, we started going live around five o'clock because we're like, oh, the draft starts around there. Yeah. We'll, you know, be on time today. I'm not a big fan when the NFL, NBA, whoever may be sporting events do this thing. Tell us that the show begins at five and the draft begins at five thirty. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you because right? I would have came on live around five thirty. Yeah, I, I would have came on about right this second with three minutes left. You know, yeah. and. Their pick yeah, is in, guys. Their pick is in. This is the this is really exciting. This is the first time I've ever seen. I like how uh, the director of player personnel's kids are just kind of sitting in the kitchen right now. It's kind of funny. Someone like ripped a bong hit or something. And didn't know they're on camera. Yeah, I don't think they're letting their uh, kids rip bong hits in the kitchen. Well, I'm saying they wouldn't want their kids to do it. They're not letting them. That's the point. And so, like, I like the suspense here. Like, Joe Burrow's waiting. He wants to put on that hat. Did you see Tua's? Um, by the way, did you see Tua's uh, coffee table? I did not. It has hats from like every single NFL team. Really? Yeah, so you can put cool. on the hat. That's pretty cool to me. Uh, Burrow only has a Bengals hat, and uh, we're just waiting for him to put it on. I don't know what's – honestly, I don't know what's up with all the holdup with these guys. Like just make the pick, uh, and let's move on, and uh, that's it. I have nothing else to say about that. It's just taking way too long, way too long. Yeah, I mean, especially with this one. We know who they're taking. This is my, my only uh, – what's the word? Quibble? quibble here yeah i know like I, we know the Bengals are taking joe burrow can we just take him i get this like little fan thing is fun you know uh, but let's just take the guy like yeah. we know what's happening and, and now adam shuster made it official they've taken joe burrow as a number one overall pick and if you if you're not watching or you're not can't watch the draft like sammy said we'll be tweeting out all the picks on at sont highlights on twitter which is where this feed is and we'll be putting up all the like really pics on Instagram, Facebook, and all that at Sont.Sports on uh, Instagram and Sont Highlights on Facebook. So check that out. We're putting everything up right there. Here's the big question. Yep. And this is going to tell you guys how long we're going to be live. What is the time of the three picks? If we're talking 10 minutes, we're not going to be here for too long. No, we won't be picks. Let's see. All right, let's see the how they announce it. It is kind of eerie not to have like fans in there like yelling and screaming like woo like I, this is kind of my thing with live sports too, Sammy. Like they're gonna bring back live sports with no fans. Like it's gonna be so weird when like someone makes like an unbelievable dunk to radioactive silence. Yeah, they'll make it. They'll find a way to make it. Um, I say just pump it, pump in crowd noise. Like literally, like if it's a really good dunk, <laughs> make it. Yeah, loud. I mean that's kind of what they're doing here. I mean that while you were wooing into the microphone, <laughs> they had fans on the screen making noise. So I mean that is technically pumping in crowd noise. So I just think I know everyone keeps saying this is so eerie. This eight, is so eight, good. Eight minutes between picks. That's a little, like. a little too much. Um, I know. I know everybody. You know, is talking about eerie. This is how wild it is. Like I get it, but you know, to me. 
I feel a little differently about it because it's a one-time thing. Now, if this was like all the way till next year, we're not having sports. That's what gets eerie to me more than, okay, we had to do the draft from home because it happened to fall during a little bit of a lockdown, right? Yeah, now, if we're talking about a season being canceled. If we're talking about we skipped an entire season due to this, that's when things start to really get mind-blowing to me. But, you know, we've had – and I'm not not downplaying the fact that this is interesting, but we've had national natural disasters in places. We've had problems around the world before. And, you know, I think this is in all reality, they could have done a draft in person just with like tested everyone and put the families and the players from the first round, but they're just doing the smart, right thing. Right. That's where for me, if they wanted to find a way to do a live draft with just the players and the families, they could have made it possible with testing and different things. That's why it's less eerie to me because I know they're just doing this because it's the easier, smarter, safer route. Yeah, it's about it's the smarter approach to things. Um, and I guess it's uh, while while we wait for the second pick of a draft, uh, the Redskins have the second pick, and I mean I think it'd be no almost a no brainer here for them. Like I know in general, me and Sammy think the same way. You keep drafting quarterbacks until you have a quarterback and the Redskins, I don't believe have their franchise quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. Even though I was really high on him last year. I just didn't like what I saw through the first, uh, his first year in the NFL. So they are going to take Chase Young out of Ohio state. I, I would be very, very, very surprised, shocked, astonished if they didn't, if they keep the pick. Now, if they trade the pick, and someone really wants to come in and take Tua. Someone wants to come in and take Herbert. I don't think anyone would trade up for that. But in general, I think I'd be completely shocked if they don't take Chase Young here. I have an interesting take. My girlfriend uh, said the guy who got drafted, she texted me, said he looked very sad. His mom was rubbing his back or he has no emotion. So what is it? No emotion, Joe? Stone cold? Or is he actually a little disappointed that he's drafted by the bank? I think he is not uh, disappointed he's drafted by the Bengals. I think he is disappointed that, you know, you wait your whole life for this moment where you're going to walk up and you're going to do this in front of a crowd. It is like of a somber NFL draft. I mean, a lot of these guys have draft parties. Like, this is the biggest day of their lives, usually. Uh, he won the national championships. It's like the second biggest day of his life so far. And he can't really celebrate the way that most people who are the number one overall pick were able to celebrate such a great moment in their life. So it's somber. It's a somber. It's like, I feel good, but I can't celebrate the way I wanted to celebrate it. That's kind of sad, man. That's fair. Would you like that take? A little bit. I don't think. And shout out to my new favorite team, the Washington Redskins, for getting their pick in like pretty quickly here. Now ESPN and Roger Goodell are gonna like take their time announcing it, but at least they tried to get this shit moving along. Yeah, this draft matter. Not too pleased with how speed. I know they're trying to egg on the excitement that we have a live event. Let's get these picks wrong. We know that they're taking Chase Young. If they're not, they probably knew that themselves. Yeah, they knew who they were taking. They knew if they knew Joe Burrow's going one and their options after. There's no way at this moment they're like, oh shit, Joe Burrow's gone. Do we actually take Chase Young or do we not? Now we talk about it. Yeah, this is like, yeah. It's not. I've actually always had this problem with drafts, though. Me too. I, I, me, like, I know who you're picking. Or sometimes it's like when LeBron James is going number one overall, the Cavaliers waited until like the one minute mark to put their pick in. Like, what were they doing? Like, just waiting to see what kind of like 
if like I don't know the Knicks will be like I'll trade you my next 27 first round draft picks for yours. Well, I mean, technically, yes, they could be waiting for that. But but by the way, I mean, this is basketball. Imagine if okay, Ryan is about to go number one overall to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. If the Knicks called and said, "I'll give you my next 27 first round draft picks," you do it or not? Um, I, 27 would, of them. Would they have done it? Is yeah. what you're asking? No. Yeah. Not for LeBron, but would they have done it for? I don't know, like the year they had Kyrie or the year it was like Andrew Wiggins. Oh, of course. Yeah. Would they have traded 20? Yeah, but for LeBron, probably not. Okay, that's fair enough. Oh, now they're interviewing Joe Burrow. Oh, that's cool. All right, well, this kind of ruined our like excitement of this sticking around. for. If it's going to be an hour before we get to pick five, it's going to be a little disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, at least we uh, give you a little preview of the draft. And we're going to be going live more often. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's it it is taking so. I love how the Redskins pick is in, and they haven't even announced it yet. I mean, that's just kind of messed up. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. This is this is kind of a tough. I Adam Schefter update that the Lions are keeping the third pick. Oh, so. that's good. So maybe, honestly, that would be one thing we could. It would become really exciting in the draft here if the Lions just say take two, all right, and then Matthew Stafford's still there. Now a lot of different things can be moving around. I know that the New York Giants at number four, I don't believe this report at all, but they are really high on Herbert, but they just drafted Daniel Jones last year, so I don't see anything like that, right? And then you got, is it Dolphins a fifth pick and the Chargers six? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to see a run of quarterbacks here. I believe by the sixth pick, you have at least three quarterbacks off the board. Or two. I think Herbert Tua and Herbert It depends. Some, some, it really depends. If there's trades up, yes. If not, then it was, we'll be surprised. These next three teams might not be taking a quarterback. And the Chargers have been pretty, like, I think they've been pretty, like, not openly saying they're looking for a quarterback, which would be kind of a wild situation because they, they do have a roster that is ready for a quarterback. I, I completely agree with you there. Have they picked Chase Young yet? Uh, they have not picked Chase Young yet. Uh, now they just uh, – the pick is official. They're picking Chase Young. But the ESPN NFL is trying to egg on as much airtime as possible right now. So Chase Young will be a Washington Redskins. Sammy, in general – if you don't, uh, if you're like me and you don't think Dwayne Haskins is their future, why not just go ahead and take a quarterback here? Why? If you don't, yeah. Um, well, obviously they believe he's the future because that's what they picked the guy last year, so we don't know. True. Okay, right, Chase Young. Good job. I mean, the the thing with this pick is. I the reason you wouldn't take the quarterback here is because I don't think anyway. First of all, Chase Young's a pretty, well, I guess it's a pretty like big time talent, right? Yeah. Number one, number two is that they Ron Rivera hasn't had time to even see if he likes the way they're asking him. Maybe Ron Rivera can work with him. That's, that's he actually, hasn't been in the building. That's actually a good point. If you haven't been in the building, you don't know yet. But you don't. Last year we had that situation where um, jo- Josh Rosen and um, I'm, Cliff Kingsbury were in the same building. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick. So it happens before when you get a new guy in there. He sometimes just doesn't even care to see the guy, right? 
Sometimes. Sometimes, but sometimes they do. I think it, he's probably off, not not um I mean, I would assume that he's done his due diligence obviously <laughs> and you'd hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I just think it's you'd hope obviously they do their due diligence and I don't know. And we I don't know, and they know that that's who they who they're going to go with for this year. Anyways, I don't know if Washington wanted to do a risk type of pick because they risked the under quarterback last year with Haskins. Might as well take a surefire guy. Their defensive line is going to be stacked. Oh my god! And no. so stick with that. Try Haskins for one year, and if it doesn't work out. Trust me, they'll still have a bad record next year. Yeah, that's a good point. If it doesn't work out, they're probably going to be picking somewhere around the same area. Yeah. Maybe not second, but maybe top 10. And I actually didn't realize how bad the Redskins were last year to be the second overall pick. I knew they were not good last year, but I didn't realize how bad. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're pretty bad. Let's see. The Lions, did they shorten the clock now? It looks either they shorten the clock or the clock is not really existing and they just continually like because it's changing the numbers, changing the number, or there's no time so far. Both through two picks, at least there has been no hiccups. We don't, uh, no one's uh, frozen on their screen. And just for those, I mean, if the screen freezes, it's not like they lose their pick. This is not like you know, auto draft or anything. Yeah, they, they would add more time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine it was just auto draft. It's like it takes like the best. I'm sure the auto draft is almost exactly what they would have picked, anyways. Actually, <laughs> Chase Young, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, what, what do you think the Lions do here? I, I, the Lions are kind of a tricky team. Uh, I don't really know their exact needs and wants, and I don't know what they're expected to take here. I have no idea what they're expected to take. If I were them, I would just go with Tua. That's what, That's what I would do. I know there was some talks of them going with a corner, a cornerback. Okay, that'd be. But yeah, I saw what's that. What's his Out name? Induke. Um, I don't know how to say Induke something. Uh, but at this point, I don't know. My issue is obviously with a guy like Matt Stafford, he is good enough, right? So it's kind of a tough situation because you know Matt Stafford is good enough. But you don't want to – I don't know. You don't want to give up Matt Stafford for nothing. But you also kind of know at this point he's maybe not the guy that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. Like he might be really good if he was in the perfect organization like a New England, but he's not the guy that's leading you to a Super Bowl in a bad organization. Yeah, that's fair enough. And He's not Russell Wilson. He's not – you know, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he, no, no, I, I completely agree with you, but he's good enough to, for me to say, just keep him. There's no reason to go any other direction at this time. Go one more year with him. Like last year, he was hurt a lot. So before he got hurt, there were three one and one, and then he got hurt and he didn't win another game the rest of the season. And Ian Rappaport has put the, the pick in. Yeah, who, who, is he, who are they taking? They're taking, what's his name from... Um, Ohio State. Jeff Okadua. Jeff Okadua, corner from Ohio State. All right. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? I mean, you decided you didn't want maybe one of the best three corners in the league in Darius Slay. 
And then so instead you go and get a new cornerback from and not a, State. Don't, and don't take a quarterback. And don't take a quarterback. So you really, in a way, yeah, you get a really good player. And this guy, I mean, he's obviously being top three pick. He is really, really good. But at the same time, is this your need? Like, what, if you kept Darius Slay and then go get a quarterback, I don't know. This, this team with this pick did not get any better than they were last year. And that it's the same exact team, right? Except without Darius Slay and you replace him with this rookie. Doesn't mean the rest of their draft, they can't go and do things a little bit better. But I just, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan of this pick. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of people taking picks that. <laughs> I that I personally, whatever you know, you can argue what you'd like to argue as a person. You know, some people would say, "Oh, corners are this impactful." I get that they're impactful, um, but I don't think when you're when you have the third pick in the NFL draft, you'd think you want someone that can significantly change your franchise. Your franchise, yeah. I agree with you there, but it looks like they. They don't really look at it that way. That means they for sure think that Matthew Stafford is their quarterback going into next year. And that means they do like their offensive personnel for the most part. And they just wanted to go and get the best player on the board. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with going to get the best player on the board if you already have a quarterback, which they kind of do. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not. I'm actually I'm really excited to see what the Giants do. Kind of moving on. The Lions, honestly, in general, the Lions are a mess. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that the Lions are um that the Lions traded one of the better corner corners in the league and then signed a corner. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So what would you do here uh, if you're the, you say you're excited for the Giants? What what do you have any predictions on what they do or should I, should I just jump into mine? Go ahead. All right. I you think- know what I'm doing over here. Yeah, I know. So um, I feel like the Giants here might go with Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, get themselves a big uh, offensive lineman to who might be who is the best offensive lineman in this draft, or they go and get them shore up the defensive line and get defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn, who is an absolute beast. I just remember when he played against the University of Washington, not last season, but the season before that. He tore us up. This guy is super-duper talented. I would not be surprised to see him be taken there just because how much talent he has. And then I expect after that a quick run on quarterbacks back-to-back between two and Herbert. I actually I think they're the next two picks on the board after this. These are the... Actually, these next three picks, I think, are the ones that I'm most interested. Uh, with the exception, the Giants are not that interested if they're taking the alignment. Although, when I go back to, like, I was talking about, oh, I don't, um, uh, the, the, like, doesn't impact your, you know, your your team long term. Like, an offensive lineman actually does a lot more than the corner, right? Because right. if you have the quarterback that you believe in, um, you need the offensive lineman to take care of them, right? So I'm not necessarily in this. I'm not against like the old lineman early. I just didn't like the previous pick because a corner when you traded a corner, right? So I'm excited to see if the Giants take an old lineman here. Um, that is obviously indication they trust in Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And then I do believe the next two picks. That's what's the most interesting is the next two picks. 
could be quarterbacks. Right. Could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, here are the people the Giants could take right now. They could take Jedrick Willis from Alabama, offensive line. Tristan Wirfs, Iowa, offensive line. They could take Andrew Thomas, Georgia, offensive line. Derek Brown, Auburn, defensive tackle. I, that's what I expect. Now, could I be wrong with one of those? <laughs> Absolutely. But th- that's just what I expect for them to take. I guess we'll, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Are they, are they hitting commercials right now? Yeah, they just, they're going to make sure to take as long as possible here, get as many commercials, get as much uh, information out there for people so they can make a little bit of money. Yeah, I was really hoping that they they sped up a little bit on the uh, – I was hoping that – I wanted to stick around for all the quarterbacks unless they actually take like – Two hours here. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they are taking. I know. I know. I'm not, that's why I'm laughing because they are. They're taking. I mean, this should be. Well, first of all, this hasn't taken too long. The draft started at five thirty. We're on the fourth pick right now. That's true. But when you tell us the draft starts at five, I expect the draft to start at five o'clock. Like they should know that we're trying to go live. Well. I noticed other companies went live too at, right at five o'clock because you know what those companies probably thought. Draft starts at five. Start exactly. Draft starts at five. Um, do you think hey, we're we gonna catch any GMs today? Coaches, uh, you know, sipping on a beer, maybe like chewing some tobacco or something. Like that? I, I had a feeling you're gonna ask me some question like this today. Well, we got, um, we got some filler time, so no, we, we, we got. And you know what my answer is gonna be? It's gonna be a clear and concise. I think obvious no because. Um, as much as we think that these guys have a life like it's their fantasy draft, it's not. Their uh, entire livelihood depends on it. Do you think Jerry <laughs> Jones might have a beer since he's doing the draft by himself with no I, help? I don't think he would. Would it be a would boss move for Jerry Jones to have a beer? It would be a boss move, but no, none of them would do it. I mean, like, if I was a GM, I'd probably want to do it, but I would know um, – you know, I would know that it's not a uh, super drunk and trade the rest of your draft till tomorrow. Like I'm so drunk, I can't draft right now. I'll just take them for second round draft picks. That'd be funny. <laughs> Why would that be funny, George? Just to be hilarious. Like let's say like someone gets bored. Let's see who has a middle pick, middle of a, the draft. Let's say the Philadelphia Eagles at 21. They're waiting around. The GM gets a little bit bored and he's like, you know what, man? Screw it. Just gonna get drunk, gets drunk, drunk trade everything, everything to tomorrow's tomorrow, second round, and he's like, I'll just do this tomorrow. And then lose his job the next day. What if, no, what he's, already, if, he's already won a Super Bowl. You'd still lose your job. If I was the owner of the team, he I'm fired. He doesn't know. He just, he just I, he got Oh, George, we could, we could do some better fillers here. We could do some better fillers. Like uh, I think this is what the people want. This is what the people love. This is what the people want to see, to be honest with you. All right, go for it. Keep going with no, your no, fillers. No, you already answered my question, so I, I'm done with them now. I'm just saying in general, that would be the most interesting thing in the draft if it actually happened. Scandalous, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I would, I would have maybe gone with like, you know, the Patriots recording somebody or attacking, you know, not a GM risking his uh, entire job and life, family's livelihood by getting hammered on draft day and then Sarkeesian, trading all the picks. Steve Sarkeesian did it. Uh, he didn't do that actually during a draft day. Not during so, draft, but they said it during games. He was drunk. That's what they say. He's also, he got other jobs. So I also feel like that's called a reason to try to fire somebody when it didn't actually happen. I would have been shocked if Sark was actually getting drunk during games. All right, well, there's more power to you to believe in Sark. Um, all right, so the Giants need to get their pick in here so we can kind of uh, 
I, I think we should just say from now, um, next two picks, Chargers pick, we're out. Potentially, if it's taking this long, yeah. I mean, I might be out after this pick if they're, if they're talking another 10 minutes to see uh, the <laughs> to see offensive linemen get drafted. Yeah, no, there's, it is taking way too long. and I. But you know what? So far, I do have to admit, Sam, they've done a really good job of keeping this draft moving uh, as far as, like, no hiccups. You, like, I thought by now we'd have maybe a little bit of, like, a technology hiccup or something like that. You know, I didn't, though, because it shouldn't be that hard to figure out if they're this big of a company, right? I mean, like, we're two dudes at our house live streaming on different platforms you think espn abc have it down yeah i guess my problem is with the other like 30 gms like andy you have like people all over the place like so there's like the, the giants are showing right now joe judge is on his screen with his senior vp and gm they're streaming together while talking to each other while streaming to us while streaming out while trying to make a draft pick and getting in touch with the nfl there's a lot of moving parts here yeah, but they do, you know, they do like allow people. Is he putting a mask on? David yeah, Gumman putting a mask on. Why? He's at home by himself. All right, someone needs to explain to me why. This is very interesting. I think that he wasn't expecting to be on camera yet. Wanted to play the like, check out what I'm doing role. Oh, like that. I'm so socially conscious. Yeah, and look at that. Okay, picks in. Let's, see, right, let's see who he takes. Andrew Thomas. All right, I was, I was I, that's what I figured they'd go with. Can we get another quarterback off the board? I make this exciting. Right, here we go. The Dolphins will take Tua now, I believe. <laughs> if the, wait, you're the wait, Dolphins, wait, wait, wait. hold on. Yeah. Had the Dolphins trade? Oh, had the Dolphins trade up? They would have picked Georgia's. Instead, he goes for Miami. Has his choice, Tua or Herbert. Never mind. They were thinking about trading up for him. Yeah. Well, he is, from all accounts and purposes, the best offensive lineman in this draft. I mean, you're talking about a pillar. Um, this is a. If you're a fan of the New York Giants right now, you are absolutely should be stoked about this pick. Unless for some reason you really hate. Uh, what's his name? Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, look at these highlights of this guy's blocking are unbelievable. He just pancaked the shit out of a guy. But now all of a sudden, you got protection for um, for Daniel Jones. You have an offensive lineman like like Andrew Thomas, and not just that, Sammy. You got Saquon Barkley running behind this line now too. Talk about a team that is being built the correct way. If you're a New York Giant fan right now, you should be applauding this this move. I know a lot of people didn't like their hiring of uh, Judge as their head coach because he's you know was he a special teams coordinator for the Patriots I think yep. last year, but it doesn't matter. They're just building this team the right way. If uh, D- Daniel Jones does progress the way he should. If Saquon Barkley continues to be the talent that he is, and um, he becomes, uh, he won the SEC. Andrew Thomas won the SEC's top offensive lineman of the year award last year. If he continues to be dominant in his next role, which is now the NFL, obviously, you are building this team with pillars that could be really successful. So, I, I love the pick for them. It's not yeah. sexy, but it's the right pick. I mean, I guess my perspective on this is that. I feel like we rarely, rarely have 
a situation where the these top five to ten offensive linemen are a um, like are the safest type of picks. They don't bust out that often. No, not like too a good often. offensive lineman. And, a guy that can block. Tua's answering a phone call right now on the screen or listening to music. But I think he's answering a phone call. So I, I don't know if that was. Phone I don't though. know. Wait, if it wasn't a phone call, here's a question for you. You know, probably know exactly where I'm going here. Why does he have big bo- boss headphones like while sitting with his family? Like, if that's not for answering phone calls, because this is NFL draft night, and he might need. He might be stressed out. You're listening to some music. You know how much of a wreck you'd be, George, on NFL draft night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I understand, but like, he's not listening to music. He just has them on. Is he, maybe, maybe he's waiting spo- for or is he sponsored from by them. Yeah, he's he's getting drafted by the by the Miami Dolphins. I see something in his face right now that says Tua is going to be a Dolphin. Right. He's nodding his head. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing to other yeah. picks. But you know what's funny when they show this stuff right here? Like, do they not talk to each other? Look, look at this family just sitting. They're just staring at the TV. They're hiding something right now. They're he's being drafted by the Dolphins. They're trying to play coy and cool. <laughs> They've been like this the entire time. And so Flores isn't even on the phone. He's already t- put his pick in. The- if Flores, Flores is, by the way, one of my favorite new head coaches in the NFL. I think he is an absolute amazing head coach and build, is building that culture in Miami, right? If Tua does go to Miami, which I'm predicting right now, and he, and he does stay healthy, they will be a force, a force to reckon for many years because of that head coach and because of Tua's talent. Now, will Tua stay healthy? That's a whole other question. But Tua is definitely talented. And, uh, and, and it, it's exciting if he does. All my text messages right now, George, are... Uh, about why David Gilman's wearing this mask alone in this house. Yeah, I I, don't, I never understood that either. Our team Slack is talking about it. Our my, my text messages. Like, did anyone? Did anyone else realize? That's what everyone's saying. Anyone else realize that Gilman's just putting on a mask? And he's putting I, I, it on by himself. I, I think it's exactly what you said it was, Sam. He's just trying to be. I'm that socially conscious dude. He didn't know the camera was on him. He took it off and then put it back on. Our our friends, our team at San Chicago is also uh, shout out to San Chicago. Yeah, you know, Jackson said, "I think he thinks he he thinks he's setting a good example." <laughs> That's what it is. He thinks he's setting a good example. Um, let's see what happens here. It does look like Miami's taking. Oh, because like you think if well the pick is in, so it could be a different. It could be not Tua, but they're obviously they've made their pick. They're waving at each other on camera with the kids. But I think it's uh, I think a hundred percent it's going to be Tua here. I'm not even going to prepare, George. Yeah, I think it'll be Tua here, and like I said, I think that'd be the right pick for them. Um, they're showing the first round quarterbacks taken by the Dolphins in their history. They've taken Ryan Tannehill eighth, Dan Marino twenty seventh, and Bob Greasy fourth. Two of them are in the Hall of Fame. One of them, Ryan Tannehill, is not on the team anymore. But uh, I would say pretty- but just. Went to the AFC Championship. Yeah, he just went to the AFC Championship. And there was more of the team around him that was more of the big issue in, for Ryan Tannehill. I wouldn't say that he was a bust or anything of that sort. I think he's had a pretty he's he's been, he's had a or not he wasn't a top you know well he wasn't like the one number one pick in the draft yeah, top ten pick but it, in general though he he had he's had a pretty damn good career and uh, he just got paid how much I think hundred million. Uh, it's something like that. Yeah, a lot, so, of, a lot of guaranteed money. Yeah, he got picked a shit, given a shit ton of money. So, yeah. So if they can replicate any more success with their draft picks, maybe that would be three out of four uh, guys who would um, 
make the Hall of Fame if two of pans out. If they take two, like this is all speculation here. I'm getting so tired of this whole pick is in thing. But see, I know they're taking Tua right now. Uh, Tua is a Dolphin, according to Adam Schefter. Um, Tua has been taken by the Dolphins officially. Woo! So, I love this pick for them. So I I think they got the right guy. I really do. I you get the fourth pick of the draft. Most people say going into last season, it was not even a conversation, Burrow or Tua. And even if Tua was healthy, it wouldn't be a conversation. Tua is the number one overall draft pick. Yeah. I mean, like I said to start this whole this whole thing, I, I like Tua more than Joe Burrow. Yeah, of course, if he stays healthy. I like to hear it. It is weird for them. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for them to, to cheer on. Waiting for some noise. Yeah, I was waiting for some noise. Um, I love the pick. I, I love it too. This is great for the Dolphins. And don't forget the Dolphins literally had one hell of a year. The way it ended last year was something beyond, you know, beyond what we expected for them. Right. So I love it. Yeah, and not just – I mean, if you remember last year, everyone was like, oh, the Dolphins should tank for Tua. The Dolphins should tank for Tua. The Dolphins should tank for Tua. They didn't really tank last year. I mean, the end of the year, they were playing some really good football. I actually think maybe if they didn't – if the Patriots – they didn't beat the Patriots, the Patriots would have had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Maybe we were talking about the Patriots actually winning the Super Bowl last year instead of you know anyone else. So they actually had a pretty good end of the season because the team played hard for Flores. You add a guy like Tua um, – I, yeah, I, mean, I, I can't believe I'm asking this. I mean, last year was Fitzpatrick and Rosen, right? Um, yeah, Fitzpatrick and Rosen for the Dolphins yeah. last year. This is back and forth because it was just awful. It was awful. So if he remains healthy, and that's a big if. I mean, a lot of people said, oh, it's funny about pre-draft stuff, huh? Like before, it's like, oh, yeah, Tua's off our draft board because he's unhealthy. Well, he, there's like the second quarterback taken overall. Yeah, I first of all, um, I first of all, all everybody needs to a top respect, to be honest, know, right? I mean, like, be realistic with it for a second. Outside of a couple messages of people saying was not, oh, it might fall out. Let's be realistic. What did most people say? The guy is the guy looks like he was ready for South Beach. Yeah. What what were what were we most of us saying? The two was probably the second quarterback yep, to go. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, are we waiting for the Chargers, George, or yeah, are we not the, waiting the, for the Chargers? The Chargers pick, and then uh, call it quits. Um, I guess while we're waiting for that, obviously our favorite team picks later in the draft. Um, do you think we keep our draft pick, or do we get rid of it? Yeah, I'll do a quick mention of the Seattle Seahawks here. The Seahawks, um, the Seahawks are. Probably gonna trade out of the first round is my estimation. So right? so is mine because they do it every year and it just yeah. yeah. I mean, realistically, if you look back since 2012, the Seahawks have either traded out of or backwards in the first round since 2012. Yeah, every single every single year. Um, and at 27, if they're going to be trading back, it's most likely to be back into the second round. I really wouldn't mind it. As good as the Seahawks have been at drafting, a majority of their great draft picks have not come from big-time prospects or talents in the first round. A majority of them have come in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds of the NFL draft. Um, 
yes, you have your your good picks like a Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas, and you have you know some of your more top type of picks. But there's a lot of Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin's, Cam Chancellor's, Richard Sherman's, um, the different running backs that we pick up. There's a lot of them that are past the first round. A lot of the first round picks with the Seahawks have either been busts or just not necessarily the greatest picks. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I know there's a lot of speculation and a lot of people talking about Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin to maybe you know get a second running back that's healthy, but I don't see that. I, I what would you say would be our biggest needs? Corner? Defensive line, offensive line, and corner. But uh, I think man, it depends if they're gonna sign Clowney or not, right? And that's kind of the the what everybody's uh it's kind of the magical questions everybody's waiting for. And I don't think it's just the Seahawks waiting on it, right? There's other teams that are kind of trying to figure out, like, what what's the number? Because he's been really weird about the number that he wants. And uh, where's Clowney going to sign? Because as the Seahawks, if he's not going to be signing with you, then it's time to, uh, try to move on. try to move on to something new. And that might be here in the NFL draft. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. So if the Chargers don't take Herbert here, moving off the Seahawks for a second, do you see Herbert sliding far down the draft, or do you, or do you see like Jacksonville taking him at nine? Because after that, you can argue a lot of teams probably won't take him. Because I, I think I'll Herbert, give you the teams. I mean, I, I think Herbert's going to be that. If he doesn't go here, he's going to be that weird situation where he was supposed to be a high draft pick and he kind of fell pretty far. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Unless you get quarterbacks. I mean, uh, I mean, because yeah. you got after this, you got Carolina, negative, Arizona, negative. This is the only one that's a maybe. Jacksonville. <sighs> They're a maybe, but if I was, if I were them, you you wouldn't be shocked. He just looks, he reminds me of Blake Bortles a little bit. And just you wouldn't be shocked that they got rid of Nick Foles and kind of let Gardner go for one year. Let Gardner go for one year and okay. just see what happens. Then Browns, then Jets, then Raiders, then 49ers, Buccaneers, Broncos. Buccaneers are a very good chance. Tom Brady only has two year contract. He's yeah, 43 years old. I okay. would not be shocked. Broncos, Falcons, Cowboys, Dolphins, Raiders. Jaguars. I mean, you don't see. There's just not that many places for it. That's why I'd be surprised if there's more than three quarterbacks taken in the first round this year. Three or four? Yeah. We'd be shocked if there's more. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there never is more than three or four in the first round. I mean, there is some years. I mean, we've had years of five and six in the first round. Oh, yeah. I think that's happened like twice in the last twenty. Yeah, years. That's what I mean, we've had. Some yeah, years. that's not. That's that's the that's. T- like less than ten percent of the yeah, time. Of course, yeah, less than ten percent. But I'm I actually not. think three. Like after Herbert, I maybe Jordan Love goes. But I think Eason falls out of a first round. I think could see Jordan Love falling out of a first round. I have another complaint. What's that? So Seahawks PR tweeted out. Mm-hmm. Seahawks pick is estimated to be approximately between eight oh five and eight twenty Pacific time. Jeez, how long are these? hours from now? Yikes, I didn't realize how long these are going to take. That's a seven pick. Um, not happy about that. All right, and Justin Herbert has been taken by the Chargers. 
Um, so, yeah, the Chargers got a quarterback. I guess all the top three quarterbacks went in the top six. So, it goes to show these teams will always go for the quarterback talent. And that's what they should do. You always want to try to find your future quarterback. Oh, my buddy, uh, our buddy JC might be uh, – I wonder if he's going to be really happy or – or not? Well, I already texted our dolphin friend uh, Hisham, and he hasn't answered yet. So I, he, I know he is not a Tua guy in general. Well, he's gonna have to get used to be a Tua guy, <laughs> exactly. Because, and I think he should be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, especially where you got him in the drafts, as long as he stays healthy. So, um, all right. And Herbert kind of looks like a Los Angeles quarterback. Yeah, that's gonna. I think it's actually gonna work out there because he's gonna be put into a decent organization. Not gonna say good, decent organization. Um, and, uh, I'm just, I just think it's going to work out. The team is pretty good around him. He's not going into some awful situation. I like the, uh, I like what's going on here. All right. Fair enough. Uh, la- last question, I guess, for the no, getting off the draft for two seconds. This, these quarterbacks has given me a couple ideas and things I have to talk to you about. Yep. One, um, there's two quarterbacks left, not in the draft that have no home right now. And, Los Angeles Chargers was an idea for a home for them. The Miami Dolphins were an idea, ideal home for them. Um, what happens to Jameis Winston and Cam Newton, former Heisman Trophy winners? Uh, give me one second, George. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, You can answer the question yourself. Too. Uh, I don't know what happens to Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. I thought the Chargers could be landing spots for both of them. Uh, I don't believe either one of them will go to the Chargers now. The Redskins remain a landing spot. The Patriots remain a landing spot. And the Jaguars remain a long shot landing spot as come and compete with uh, Gardner Minshew. But um, you got I think you have to cross off the Dolphins and the uh, Chargers from the list because you don't want to bring in big names, Heisman Trophy quarterbacks, to distract you from your quarterback, right? Like from your young rookie quarterback who you we've come to know now in the NFL that if you're a top 10 pick, you're not sitting for two years on the bench. Yeah, um, you know the Lions didn't take a quarterback, but I think that means they are sticking with Stafford's. I don't think they, there's no reason to bring in a Jameis or a Cam. I agree there. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe that's why Ron Rivera didn't want to go for quarterback. Maybe he has plans for a Jameis or a Cam Newton. Very possible. Did coach Cam Newton and go to a Super Bowl with him. Um, I think the most obvious one right now is the Patriots. Might have to settle for Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, or Bill Belichick might say, No, thank you to either one of those and stick with Jared Stidham. Um, man, I, I think Jacksonville is not going to happen. I don't understand why. I just don't see why it would be that's why they would go there. I think Jameis Winston on a Weird scenario, and I've seen this before. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumblings of him coming to Seattle behind Russell Wilson. Um, just as a way for him to lo- grow, learn on a one-year deal, and then open up the market. If he gets high praise from like a Pete Carroll and a Russell Wilson, he'll probably get an opportunity to be a starter somewhere. Yeah, I could, um, that'd be nice, kind of. Because I don't... I can see him in the Patriots, too. I can see them taking a flyer on him. They'd like to get people that on short, shorter... Uh, and cheap contracts. I and mean, you can probably get James Winston for cheap right now, especially. 100%. But I guess we'll see. I think after this weekend's draft, we'll hear about more of a land, a potential landing spot for Cam Newton and James Winston. I agree there. All right. 
we got our main quarterbacks off the board. Perfect. Um, God bless. This is going to be two more hours until we get to pick 27 somehow. So that's very interesting, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. If, see if it actually takes that long. And, uh, you know, we're going to be tweeting every single pick at Sant highlights. You know, some of the bigger picks will be tweeted up at uh, different spots too. So um, on our website, we're going to be updating a lot of the top picks as well. So you can find us at SantSports.com. It's S-O-N-T sports.com. And this is the, that being said podcast with me. I'm Sammy. We never even said it. Yeah, and me, George, 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 and, uh, you know, thank you for joining us live and direct from the Sant Hub in, uh, as we say, quarantined uh, Washington. Check out your screen right now, George. We got a nice little like comment from our father. What's up, Dad? Oh, cool. What's up, Tony? He gives a little thumbs up. That's on that's on uh, Twitch. I don't know how you. That's know. on Periscope. That's, but, uh, but that's Twitch. How does that show up on Periscope? That's your screen, my friend. What? You're re- looking at the screen that I'm streaming. Are you sure? All right. That? Anyways. All right. Well, uh, much love, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, check out the pod. We're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll be recording pods all week, probably here after uh, this draft. Uh, and uh, for our Seattle people, what do we do in a Seattle podcast later this weekend after uh, after it's all said and done? Perfect. Much love, and uh, see you guys later. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the draft. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, thank you.